Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Sunday, March the 3rd, presented by Boston Hemp, Inc., Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and an old friend of ours is back on the show today. You know him well. If you've been watching my uh, content shows, videos at Pub Sports Radio over the years, specifically, we have done a college football show called Hitting the Books every Monday during the college football season for years. The first look at the college football card for the week ahead. It's a great show. We have a lot of fun with it. And a good friend of mine, and glad to have him here on this Sunday edition of the Ice Guys Show. The one and only C-Mac, Connor Mack, is with us. C-Mac, how are you? I'm pumped. I'm pumped to be here with you guys. Yeah, and you know what? Like you said, long overdue. I was trying to jump on kind of last year with everything going on. But you know how I love hockey, and uh, especially with football in the rear view. Uh, Man, it's kind of the biggest priority other than college basketball for me, so. I'm ready to roll. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Alex and uh, Ian, as always. All right. We're happy to have you. Absolutely. So we have a good Sunday card coming up. There's no question. Uh, Again, we have more Sunday games than we've had most of the season. Six games coming up on this Sunday. We'll get to those in a moment. But first, as always, we will recap what was a pretty wild and crazy Saturday. I mean, we had a lot of um, interesting results, surprising results. We had entertaining games. We had crazy finishes. Uh, we had an epic uh, fight, the fight everyone wanted to see uh, in one of the games uh, last night uh, in the NHL. So it was a wild Saturday, and it started wild with a game that was actually started when we were on the air yesterday between the Winnipeg Jets and the Carolina Hurricanes, the first game of the day. And to see Carolina up 3 nothing in that game against Winnipeg after the second period, your initial thought is, well, this game's over. Carolina about as reliable as it gets 99% of the time with a lead. That great team defense they play, Piotr Kochetkov in net. What the hell could go wrong for Carolina? Well, it all went wrong uh, in the third period. Winnipeg, unbelievable comeback. They got three quick goals in the first 10 minutes of that third period to tie it up. And then the game winner, courtesy of Sean Monaghan. And look, we love Piotr Kochetkov, but that was a bogey, to use a a golf term that he had there with that uh, just racing out to try to beat uh, the Jets to the loose puck. He lost the race, and then once that happened, wide open net for Monaghan to shoot it in and uh, give the Winnipeg Jets a the lead, a lead they would hang on to. 5-3 comeback for the Winnipeg Jets. Just rather shocking because that just does not happen to the Carolina Hurricanes, especially at home, a multi-goal lead, and they fail to bring it home. That is just not something that happens to them, but it did yesterday. So... Uh, a rare instance where the Carolina team does not get it done with the lead, does not protect the lead, but credit to the Winnipeg Jets. And there's a lot of people that were starting to get negative about the Winnipeg Jets. And they had a bad game against Dallas the other night, you know, kind of a measuring stick game in the Western Conference. And there's been people, hell, there's people I heard on the Chicklets earlier this week, they were talking about someone told Ryan Whitney that he thinks the Winnipeg Jets are the biggest frauds in the NHL, that they are not a true Western Conference contender. Uh, and they kind of put that noise uh, to bed, at least for yesterday, to come back like that on the road against a great uh, Hurricanes team. Hell of a job there uh, by the uh, Winnipeg Jets to come back 5-3. 
Florida, you talk about impressive, by the way. Winnipeg's comeback was impressive. How about the Florida Panthers? That deserves a couple of Panther sound effects. That result, dominance, 4 nothing over the Detroit Red Wings. That was your ABC game national television yesterday afternoon and it was a it was a great performance they suffocated the red wings special teams was outstanding sergey Bobrovsky, another strong game uh they are just a team that 60 minutes of hell is what i call it playing against the florida panthers they just go north south north south they're smashing everything in sight they hit everybody you know they play physical they they get in your face after the whistle with scrums and you know they 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 slash at you they hack at you they cross check you they they give you a face wash with that old stank glove you know after a whistle uh, that's they're just a miserable team to play against the Florida Panthers and maybe they don't have the high end skill up and down their lineup that some other teams do but they still know how to produce offensively and they still know how to finish and more importantly they know how to defend. This team's defensive play the last month that they've been on this heat or month to two months has been clinical, surgical by Florida. It is tough to score goals against them. Detroit found that out the hard way yesterday afternoon. Uh, we'll start there with those two games, Alex. What did you think there of the afternoon slate? Yeah, that, I mean, Detroit-Florida is a game that I watched. Uh, I got the most airtime, obviously, since so we were on during Jets and Canes. But we'll start with the Jets-Canes just quickly, just to see that kind of – inconsistent play on, on a random day. And, and I said it too, you know, before we got on the air, we're talking in the chat. And even when we talked about that game at the beginning of the show, this game just felt really weird. So these are two teams that I like. And normally in that kind of spot would be kind of a draw season spot. This is just a regular kind of night game, but that early start time, like you said, we, we look for this a lot now because we're talking about more games on Saturdays, more games on Sundays, teams that aren't always used to playing in the daytime. And for Winnipeg, uh, they aren't one of those teams. So they started off a bit slow, took them a while to get their bearings. And it seemed like Carolina thought they were just going to kind of coast through with another game. And all of a sudden, uh, the floodgates completely open up on them. So you have some of these weird spots. It's it's okay that we got a game coming up in 45 minutes. I like a couple spots in it, but it's not something I'm going to bet big. I usually don't jump in heavy on these earliest start games unless it's something that I really like and I, I've noticed for a couple of days. But if I don't have a feel of anything I love the night before, then if it's an 1130, 12 o'clock, 1230 game, more often than not, you're better off just passing it because sometimes you don't have teams, whether they're used to playing it or not, you still could just have kind of odd uh, instances and odd different things. Same thing with Florida, Detroit. It seems like those are two teams – Detroit plays more day games than Florida. Florida came out and, and dominated the pace for the majority of the contest. They said, use their physicality, use their speed and skill. They just dominated Detroit in every single way. And Florida looks like a team, once again, that's poised to be the best in the East right now. There's a couple other teams in that conference last night where it looks like we'd started to hit the panic button with us. No doubt. No doubt. And I know one of those teams you're referencing, and we will get to them later. Uh, C-Mac, the two games yesterday afternoon, what did you think? Yeah, it, that was when I looked at that game yesterday. I wanted to just play the Jets. I didn't play anything on it just because you were talking about could go either way. Two good teams just because they were, you know, dogs there at plus 120. But I stayed off. And you mentioned it because we're going to get to the game here in 45 minutes with these morning games. Yeah, just what are you going to get? Especially sometimes with the total, we get that as we see for first periods, nothing, you know, in these games. And then in the second, just they light up and we see a ton of goals in the second and third. So, that's something to, to keep your eye on if you see, you know, some uh, no early goals uh, get to the second period. And the other game 
man, Florida Panthers, one of my favorite teams. Second, not you were talking about, Babano, just gritty. Uh, all defense by Montour. Reinhardt's been great. Bennett's been very good. I don't know. I'm a huge Kachuk fan. I think this team uh, could get back to the finals. And where they were probably just happy with the run that they had. You know, they want to win. And I've talked about it all year. I think they're the best five-on-five hockey team, you know, in the NHL right now. You can, you can make that argument. There's no question about that. Even strength, they've been awesome. Uh, there's no question about it. Uh, and, and they play hard. They play tough. They're just – and they wear you down. I mean, they just yeah. wear you down because they're relentless. Relentless style, that physical style just is nonstop for 60 minutes with them. The only thing I will say about Matthew Kachuk is we love his game. Some of his antics are a little over the top. He's got to stop oh, yeah. Steph Curry of the NHL with chewing the mouth guard all the time. Nonstop, just never stops. He's got that mouth guard chewing on it all game long. Never, ever, ever stops, just like Steph Curry in the NBA. Yeah, they got that twitch. They just have to keep chewing that thing. I know, yeah. just chewing that damn thing exactly, uh, constantly. All right, the rest of the games. Actually, I've, I said we the two afternoon. I missed one of the afternoon games. And Skinner, Stuart Skinner was absolutely outstanding for the uh, Edmonton Oilers again. Uh, a nice two to one win for uh, the Oilers in that game. Uh, we'll take uh, we'll take the L there with the uh, over trifecta. Never had a chance in that game. Uh, with the Oilers and the Kraken. Very defensive type of game. Uh, two to one there for the uh, Edmonton Oilers in that game. Uh, solid win, and uh, looks like they've calmed the waters a little bit. Three straight wins after that period where they were reeling a little bit, struggling defensively, but you know, all of a sudden now the defensive game and Skinner's confidence starting to come back again for the Oilers. Uh, the Nashville Predators, man, they still have not lost since Andrew Burnett told them no U2 concert for you guys. Since that moment, they have still yet to lose a game Five to one over the Colorado Avalanche. So, wow. I think now it's time to start taking them a lot more seriously. I think yesterday's game was one of those games where if they win that game, it's time to start thinking maybe they can make the playoffs, this hockey team, uh, right now, because it was very, very impressive. And yes, it is my first head to head win against Alex in a game this year. So, finally, we're <laughs> off the schneid uh, with that. Uh, Nashville getting the uh, five to uh, one win. I was on Nashville. I thought they were a lot like, you're going to give me a home underdog price with a team that had won. You know, all those games in a row. I know Colorado's been a thorn in their side. They've struggled with the Avs in the past, but uh, they're playing well. O'Reilly, Auto Parts, he got a nice goal for them yesterday. Uh, Forsberg uh, chipped in. Uh, how about Cody Glass? Cody Glass repair, Cody Glass replace. He ended up having a two-goal game for the um, uh, Nashville Predators yesterday in that victory. So uh, it was a great job by Nashville, a steady as can be in net for uh, uh, sorry, a hat trick, not two goals, hat trick for Cody Glass. Very emotional uh, in the post game press conference as well. Uh, Saros was very solid in net, one goal on 26 shots. Great win for Nashville there, uh, five to one over the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, the Minnesota Wild, uh, Terry Edelman, the Wild fan, super fan of our Ice Guys community, the other day said after they got bombed in Nashville that our season's over. And uh, his evidence that the season's over was uh, furthered last night with that loss to the St. Louis Blues, 3-1. to one. So Minnesota's now going backward again after they had gotten some momentum going uh, two steps backward with these back-to-back -back losses. And they're in action later against San Jose uh, at home. We'll get to that. How about the Buffalo Sabres? Can you figure this team out? They've been ass all... This is what the Buffalo Sabres do. You're going to be ass all season. And then late after the All-Star break, when everyone's given up on you, People don't think you're going to make the playoffs, and they're still not going to make the playoffs. That's when all of a sudden you go on a heater, and that's what Buffalo is doing right now. 7-2 to two over the Vegas Golden Knights. Wow. 
That was uh, as impressive as it gets for the Sabres, and this is what they're going to do now. They're going to try to give a little glimmer of hope to the fan base. They'll go on this red-hot streak from now till the middle part of April when the regular season ends, and they'll probably wind up four or five points out of a playoff spot at the end. Still miss the playoffs. That's what Buffalo does uh, every single year. But give them credit. They're playing great right now. The win streak continues for them uh, with that win against uh, Vegas. Um so close to this being a phenomenal betting game for me. Ottawa and Philly, 4-2 Flyers. We do cash the Flyers' money line. We do cash the Flyers' team total because we didn't trust Ottawa's defense or Mad Sogard uh, in net. But I also had the trifecta of overs, and none of them hit. You know, the first period over, one nothing is what it ended. The six and a half fell short. So it was kind of an up-and-down game. I will take it, but we did have Flyers' money line and team total. We did have Tyson Forster, Rocco, yeah, in the chat. Tyson Forster to score a goal. It's one of the best props going right now. He's been terrific for Philadelphia the last few games. So uh, great to see uh, Tyson Forster get on the board, cash a prop there, 4-2 Flyers. Tampa Bay, 4-3 in a shootout against Montreal. Again, I took a shot with the Habs, plus 215 uh, yesterday and almost got there with it. And I did have the draw. This was the draw that uh, rewarded me the most yesterday. Montreal-Tampa draw. We had the dog and draw split in this game, I still think, even though Tampa won in a shootout, can't be laying minus 265 with Tampa Bay right now. Uh, and uh, you could see yesterday, life and death it was to survive the Montreal Canadiens in that game. Islanders 5, Bruins 1. Uh, Jimmy Murphy said it. This team's in a funk right now. They're in a malaise. That Vegas win didn't do anything to get their confidence back. Because really, in that Vegas win the other night, 5-4, they blew a 3 nothing lead. Vegas tied it. They've had issues blowing leads left and right. Yesterday, they were awful in the early part of the game, down three cob before you could blink, before you could get comfortable. Uh, and then next thing you know, they were bit buried by that point, down 3 nothing, and they lost 5-1 to the Islanders. How about a natural hat trick in the first, what, 10 minutes of the game, 12 minutes of the game for Kyle Palmieri for the New York Islanders? Are you shitting me? Unbelievable. Natural hat trick, first 12 minutes of the game for Kyle Palmieri of the New York Islanders, staking them to that 3-0 uh, lead, and they cruise to a 5-1 win from there. Should have listened to Alex. He knows his Blackhawks. No chance did they have to beat Columbus with Soderbum uh, in net. Arvid Soderblom, he was not good again. I did have the over, though, so we'll take that. 5-2 uh, Columbus uh, over the uh, Chicago Blackhawks last night. Um, we also had a tough showing here betting-wise with this Dallas game because we thought Dallas was going to pile it on offensively against this horrible San Jose team, against Magnus Ma Corona, Magnus Corona, who had, what, a nine-point-something goals against average at the NHL level going into yesterday, and he actually played well. you got to tip your cap to him. He played a really solid game and held Dallas to just uh, two goals in regulation slash overtime, and, of course, Dallas needing a long, lengthy shootout to survive the lowly San Jose Sharks 3-2. to two. This continues to be a pattern, too, with Dallas. We talked about it yesterday. Dallas does play down sometimes to their opponent, especially at home, and they once again did that a bit yesterday. I know the shots on goal were heavily in their favor, but still wasn't a vintage Dallas performance uh, in that one. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs in a hell of a game against the New York Rangers, 4-3 in a shootout. It was absolutely outstanding game. Uh, back and forth, great goaltending from the two Russians, Igor Shosturkin, Ilya Samsonov. Leafs get the win in a shootout. Max Domi on his birthday gets the shootout winner. And we saw the fight everyone wanted to see. Matt Rempe, Ryan Reeves, center, center circle, if you will, right at center ice. It was a hell of a fight. 
That's the most anticipated fight going into a game I think I've seen in years, if not decades. This reminds me of Troy Crowder versus Bob Probert in 1991 when they had fought recently and everyone knew, hey, Bob took a bit of an L on that first fight. Look out. There's going to be a rematch when they played a week later. And that's what I remember. That's what this Reeves Rempe thing reminded me of, that everyone and his brother thought they were going to throw down and duke it out in this game and it took a while for it to happen didn't happen right away and people were you know wondering is it going to happen but third period it did and it was a great tussle with uh matt rempe and ryan reeves uh, in that one and uh look a very questionable i don't want to say a questionable hit he did leave his feet rempe hitting labushkin injuring him i know sheldon keith was not happy in the post game about it it's thought he should have been a charging penalty uh there uh labushkin leaves the game but that's what happens when you get hit by a very big, very tall man. And that's what Matt, Matt Rempe is right there. Maybe he shouldn't have left his feet, but I've seen a lot worse. I've seen a lot worse yeah. as far as dirty hits than that. Uh, no question about that. But Toronto, a great win for them, 4-3 against the Rangers. Two great teams surging since the break, and it was a great game. And then we get to the Pittsburgh Penguins. 4-3 loss to the Calgary Flames. This was a despicable loss for the Pittsburgh Penguins. This was absolutely atrocious, brutal. The third period, they were dominant. They were dominant for two and a half periods. And then all of a sudden the roof caves in uh, a three, one lead turns to three, two with a beautiful goal by Nazem Kadri. That goal was yeah. unbelievable end to end. Uh, and then next thing you know, and made Chris Letang look terrible, took him to the cleaners, walked right around him, put him, put it in the net. Then they tie it up three, three, uh, not long after that, another turnover Coleman scores it. And then in the final minute, you think you're going to get a point, a point you desperately need because you need every point you can get, Pittsburgh. And the next thing you know, Chris Letang, again, another terrible moment for him. Turns it over, can't get the puck out at the blue line, and the next thing you know, it's in the back of the net. Igor Sharangovich with a beautiful shot from the slot to beat Tristan Jari for the game winner, 4-3. That is a hideous loss. I can't. There's not enough words to describe it hideous loss for the Pittsburgh Penguins to not get any points when you're up three to one in the third period and you need points desperately uh, for the, anything playoff hopes you have. That is an awful way to lose for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And Dan Kingersky, who covers the team, said on Twitter, they were shell-shocked uh, after the game. That's something to note because they got to pick themselves off the mat and play Edmonton tonight. And that's not going to be an easy task for them after that kind of loss against the uh, Calgary Flames. And just briefly, and we'll get Alex and C-Max's thoughts, great ceremony for Mika Kiprasov. Outstanding. Well-deserved that he gets his number retired. What a run he had. Nine great years with the Calgary Flames. Stanley Cup final in 2004. And they don't get there if it's not for his goaltending that season. Uh, he was given a chance. He was toiling in San Jose, languishing there. All of a sudden, Daryl Sutter says, we got to trade for this guy. I see something in him. He gets to Calgary, wins his first start in Calgary, and the rest is history. Turns into one hell of a goalie, just like that. And they didn't know what they were going to get. This guy had been not doing much of anything in San Jose, up and down, up and down, inconsistent. He gets to Calgary, and then he wins his first start, takes him to the Stanley Cup final that same season. The rest is history, a hell of a career. Nine years, seven straight years playing 70-plus games. You're never going to see that again. You know, Iron Man durability in a goal, out of a goaltender. Seven, think about that. Seven straight seasons of 70 or more starts uh, in net for Mika Kiprasov. So well-deserved. Shout-out to Mika Kiprasov. A deserved honor. His number 34 in the rafters last night of the Saddledome. All right, Alex, uh, talk about yesterday. 
Yeah, I got to run back through because you went through most of these pretty fast. We, let's go back at the uh, Vegas. Well, let's, let's get rid of the games that, that really I don't have anything to talk about. Vegas, Buffalo, Buffalo blows out Vegas. Vegas is not in a lot of trouble, but there are a couple teams that are. And the team that I was talking about most notably is the Boston Bruins. Uh, you know, we, we're looking at, okay, this is kind of a slump. This is kind of a, you know, just they're going through a bit of a rough patch. That loss yesterday looks to me like this is the team. They may not do much shit in the playoffs. And I know some people in the chat were asking. I've had some people ask me in the DMs over the last week. So, what do you think of Boston? What do you think of the Bruins? You know, can they turn things around? And if you asked me a couple of weeks ago, I said, "Yeah, okay, this team." You know, once they get into the you know last couple of weeks of the season, knowing they're heading in the playoffs, knowing who they're going to play, they can turn things on. I'm not so sure of that now. Uh, this is this is a team they're going to make it. I don't see them having that epic of a collapse where they where they miss out. But right now, where they're slotted. Uh, second in the Atlantic, you know, they'd be taking on Toronto. And you know how I feel about Toronto in the playoffs. But at the same time, I'd probably be looking at back of the Maple Leafs in that series. And and personally would love to see that in the, in the playoff series because I think there would be a lot of tight overtime hockey with two of the top teams that go past regulation to the regular season. But, uh, you know, you, this is a Boston team that's got a lot of issues and they are in a lot of trouble. You cannot afford to have just a flat opening like that. Cal Primary just basically dominating you. Uh, except the first 15 minutes of the game and just showing just very little life early in contests. It's, 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 it's bad. It's a bad look right now. So if I'm a Bruins fan, I am definitely worried. If I'm a Vegas fan. I'm not so, so worried. Obviously it just seems like uh Buffalo is just a tough place for them to play. Look at a team like Tampa Bay lightning getting a, you know, much needed two points, but like I said, not making it easy on themselves at all. You should not be going to overtime at home uh, against Montreal, especially when you're favored by almost three to one. Uh, this is a, a Bolts team that, like I said, I think they're in even deeper trouble, and I think their roles will continue at some point. They will have losses, and they're going to have regulation losses uh, in due time. So we're just looking for these spots to fade them. I just didn't trust Montreal uh, to show up as well as they did in that game, even in a losing effort, but the force OT, they played well. I think that's more indicative of Tampa Bay uh, struggling and, and being the fraud team now. Uh, I don't know who in the hell is thinking that Winnipeg is a, a fraudulent team. Uh, I wouldn't say that. But uh, maybe Dallas could kind of be looked as one of those teams where we don't really know we're, we're getting night tonight from them. No way in the world should you have Magnus Krona and the San Jose Sharks playing you tight, having a lead in the first period. And Krona played very well. I will give him credit, okay? And I looked at the shot map because I wanted to see that right after the game. And I'm like, where are all these shots coming from? I didn't watch this is the entirety of this game. Everything was was a high danger. Everything was fairly close. Uh, the two goals that he gave up, they weren't you know necessarily his fault. So, yeah, you know, kudos to him. He, he showed up and played well against a really good team, but a really good team that, like you said, plays down in the competition. And and you can't afford to do that. Even if you were doing that in the first 50, 60 games of the year, there's no reason Dallas Stars should be playing down to anybody in the last twenty, getting ready for the postseason. So. Dallas, Boston, two teams I'm really worried about form-wise. If I'm if I have futures on them, if I'm looking at them uh, long-term for anything involving uh, playoff prices, uh, futures prices, I would probably pump the brakes and, and wait and, and, and maybe maybe even look to not even uh, back either one of those teams right now if I don't have anything in pocket. So those, those are the biggest take, takeaways from those. Um, the Hawks, I mean, you know, Soderblom. Uh, what, what else can what else can you expect? They got I saw yeah, I yeah. saw the first goal 33 seconds in, and I turned the game off. I didn't watch the rest of it. I saw <laughs> when everything lit up. I saw my first period over cash. I saw my team total cash, but I didn't. I didn't watch any more of that game personally because uh, it's it just this dude's an absolute nightmare. He does not deserve to be in an NHL. I know we're tanking, 
Even in a tanking situation, this guy, you can't depend on him to do anything but give up goals. So uh, that sucks for anybody who backed the Hawks there. And I get the spot you thought after just laying a complete egg against Colorado on national TV and seeing Bedard being upset that the rest of the team would get fired up. No, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen for probably the rest of the 21 games for the Hawks moving forward either. So that's a team you just fade or or pass uh, at this point in my eyes. Um, And then you talk about – Calgary and Pittsburgh, close game. Hate to see that that game ended uh, in, in regulation, have the draw in that spot. But, uh, you know, for Calgary, you know, battle back, like I said, it's a bad loss for Pittsburgh. This is a Penguins team that I think probably going to be finding themselves out of favor, uh, you know, at, at, when it's all said and done as well, too. And all the, the moves that they made and all the push they tried to make to be a playoff team yet again, they just simply do not have it. And, uh, you know, you're going to have to make some changes on the fly now. You've got these guys pot committed, Crosby and Carlson and Latang and Malkin. You've you got this old folks home that you're running with for the next few years. You're not going to be able to do a heck of a whole lot as far as a rebuild right now. Uh, yeah. But it'll be interesting to see how they retool. And I'm, I'm guessing there's probably going to be a coaching change involved with that uh, as well in the offseason. So uh, Penguins, yeah, they look like a team that should probably be getting ready for uh, changes in the summer as well as the Bolts. And you got teams that looked good a few months ago in Dallas and Boston that uh, are looking in uh, kind of graver shape than you'd expect with about 20 games left in the regular season. Yeah, and by the way, they were fun. It's funny to see Penguins fans on Twitter after that brutal loss last night say, "Bye, Jake. It was yeah, it was fun having you on the team. He was going to get traded anyway. Last night's yeah. game result yeah. does not hinge on Jake Gensel's status with the team. He's still getting traded." Because he's not returned. He's a UFA in the offseason. They got to get an asset back. They got to get something in return for him. He was going to get traded regardless, you know, of what happened last night with the uh, Penguins. Uh, C Mac, what did you think of the rest of the Saturday slate? Yeah, I think you just rolling. I it was one of those bets where you've seen them, you know, they've gotten a few wins over the last few years, but Colorado's really owned them. But the bet was already in for me, so I was I was happy. Preds just running red hot. And you talk about the blues, just this was the wrong team. This was probably 20 cents. Just wrong. You know, the Blues have just been money at home. Anything plus money have been great. So those were two wins for me. I don't know. I think there's a little trouble in Vegas. Maybe not crazy. I think they just want to get healthy. Of course, you know, they haven't had Eichel for a while. Uh, Stone's been out for a little bit, banged up. But uh, I think they've lost, what, six of eight? That the And the only win of late was going back for that revenge against the Leafs. So. I don't know about Vegas, uh, you know, still very good, but I think there could be a little bit of problems. Maybe not as bad as Boston. You guys mentioned there's a problem there, and I don't want any of my money on them uh, in the future. I want to be on the other side or nothing uh, in that one. Let's hit the last game real quick. Columbus took care of the Blackhawks. They've just been a dumpster fire right when you think you can maybe take them as a home dog. Uh, Blue Jackets just run them up. This was a good turnaround for me, as bad as the Penguins. And you thought a couple games ago they had that comeback win against the Canucks. Oh, man, the best win of the year. And they just fold. They lose it. Yeah, then they drop last night. And I had the Calgary in the over. So it's one of those where I'm just like, wow. I had Calgary team total. So I loved it. Yeah. So I was just like, it's one of those nights where it turns around for you in the third period. So uh, I was ecstatic. So it was a good day. Yeah, no doubt. That was a great result because I had Calgary and Calgary team total. I didn't trust Pittsburgh. I saw and I cashed against Pittsburgh with uh, Seattle the game before. Yeah, that. The game Seattle before, shut yeah. them out 2 nothing. So uh, just like that, nobody's talking about that great win of the season against Vancouver anymore. 
uh, about the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins with what we've seen the uh, last couple of nights. <laughs> no question uh, about that. So, uh, yeah, that was a wild Saturday slate to be sure. Uh, tons uh, going on. And by the way, too, with Vegas, one last point about them because Connor brought him up. I'm not panicking either. You don't have Jack Eichel. You don't have Mark Stone. And isn't it funny to see how people are asking, how, why is Vegas in all these high-scoring games right now? 5-4, 7-2. Look at all these goals. They're trending over the total right now. Mark Stone, we know he can score and produce offensively. His defensive play away from the yeah. puck is terrific. He's always been one of the better defensive forwards. And he he's a puck jack. He's a puck thief. He puck jacks everybody. He, he takes the puck away, forces turnovers. He's always among the league leaders in takeaways, and he is a terrific defensive player. He always has been. So you take him out of this lineup, and you're seeing kind of the result of it. They're not as good of a team defensively without Mark Stone because he is one of the better defensive forwards uh, right now in the NHL. So I think there's a big-time correlation. It's not all due to that but i think a big part of it is mark stone's absence why this team has given up a lot more goals and why this team is obviously trending over the total now uh the last few games as well uh with his absence all right let's get to sunday we've got a six game card two games in the afternoon starting with a game that's about to start in about 20 minutes from now arizona coyotes washington capitals we've got washington minus 135 home favorites six being the total uh in this game Arizona snapping their 14-game losing streak in Ottawa Friday night with a big victory against the Ottawa Senators. But as we saw last night against Philly, Ottawa has just crumbled again this week. Just when you thought they were starting to get going, Ottawa, they've lost, what, uh, three games this week? Uh, Four now this week. Uh, Nashville, Washington, Arizona, and then Philly. Terrible week for Ottawa. Four-game losing streak for them. So did Arizona snap the streak because, wow, They're turning their game around, and they are playing better. Their process has been better. They played well in Toronto uh, the night before, even though they lost that game. You can tell the Coyotes are getting better, and that they were close to snapping this losing streak if they kept playing this way, and they finally did against Ottawa. Normally, and I've said this with Alex and uh, even with C-Mac on some of our other sports that we've handicapped together on shows, I've said this. Sometimes when a team's on a long losing streak and they snap the losing streak, I like to back them again the next game because they get the confidence back and they start to feel good again. And they would finally snap the losing streak. And all of a sudden you got a lot more energy, a lot more positive vibes going to the rink for your next game. When you snap a long losing streak. So I get initially considered Arizona and I still lean Arizona, but I have not had a good run lately betting against Washington. I have not, even though I don't think highly of this team, they have overachieved. They have cer- certainly surpassed many people's expectations and uh, you look at them at home, they, you know, they've been pretty good lately. They beat New Jersey 6-2, Ottawa 6-3, Philadelphia 5-2 uh, on Friday night after being down 2-0 in that game. So they've won three straight home games. And plus, they need every point they can get now uh, if they're trying to maintain any hope for the playoffs. So I'm, I'm going to pump the brakes here. Even though I lean Arizona, I'm going to pump the brakes here because I've not had the greatest run betting against the Capitals uh, of late, I lean Arizona, but what I have bet in this game, I am on the over trifecta here. The concern is an early game. There's no question, but it's hard not to envision goals uh, in this game. The Capitals are scoring right now. Their power play is on fire. Washington has scored yeah, all of a sudden, six. Yeah. yeah, all of a sudden, C Max six power play goals in the last four games. They have scored 
uh, 14 goals in their last three games combined. In their last seven games, the Capitals have scored at least three in six of the seven games. So their offense, you know, right now, Ovechkin's heated up. Strom's playing well. Wilson's chipping in. Hendricks LaPierre, Anthony Mantha, Protoss, all these depth forwards have really gotten things going offensively. So they're they're a better offensive team at the moment as far as their current form is concerned. And they're still going up against an Arizona team I don't trust defensively. Arizona's been rancid defensively for the entire entirety of their losing streak. They were giving up four, five, six goals. They've given up three straight goals, I believe, in like 14 or 15 straight games. So Washington should get to three. The question, at least, can Arizona get you to three? They did score five against um, Ottawa to snap the losing streak. You know, I don't have the utmost confidence in Washington defensively either, or Lindgren in net, who's been more inconsistent lately. you got a Lindgren versus Corral Vemelka goaltending matchup here. And I know he got the win, which is why they're going back to him. But it's not like he shut the door. He still gave up three goals in that game, and he had been awful before that win against Ottawa. So, yeah, to me, look, the concern is it's an early game, and sometimes you never know how it's going to go with the totals. Sometimes you could see a 2-1, 3-1 slow, sleepy game, and sometimes you could see sloppy play defensively in these early games, and it becomes a track meet up and down. I think because of where these teams are, both offensively and defensively, I'm going to think there's goals here in this game. So for me, I'll go over one and a half first period, over – or yeah, over one and a half first period, both teams to score first period. And I got in on over five and a half this morning. It's moved to six and it moved to six quickly, but I got in at minus 125 over five and a half. Six is where it is now. I still like it at six. Uh, I liked it at five and a half more, but I'll still say it's it's going to probably still get up and over even at the number of six we see right now. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Coyotes, Capitals. Yeah, like I said, you know, uh, two shaky goalies. Washington in a spot where they need to, you know, keep that offense rolling. Like you said, power play has been uh, fantastic, but especially at home. And it's a spot where I, I trust in Washington, especially look at the last meeting. Uh, Yotes, you know, at home put up a five spot, blow them out six nothing. Somebody mentioned this in the chat where, yeah, th- four of the last five meetings, the team has gotten shut out in this game. So I'm not looking at both teams to score in this. I'm just going first period over, full game over. And I'm also going to go with the over one and a half power play goals. You get that plus 164 at FanDuel. Like I said, I'm going to jump in with this a little bit more. When you got a team like Washington that's been red hot with the man advantage, that's a decent price worth grabbing. Plus 164 over one and a half total power play goals. This could be a good game, too. Power play point props for the Capitals, noting how red hot their power play uh, has been. And we know it's an Arizona team that during, you know, I know they finally snapped the 14 game losing streak, but throughout that bad skid, that bad losing streak, they struggled defensively and their penalty kill wasn't great. So this definitely looks like a, a game where you can take power play point props for the Capitals. You know, Carlson, Mantho, Vetchkin, Pacioretty, Strom, you know, you could consider, you know, all of those guys for power play point yeah. props. Uh, I'll talk more specifically about uh, props in a moment, but, you know, I would look, I'm always a bargain bin guy and C-Mac, I'm sure you've seen the show at least a a handful of times. You know, I like my longer shots when it comes to the goal props. I'm seeing, you know, Hendricks LaPierre plus 350. You know, I'm seeing, you know, for Arizona, Logan Cooley and, uh, uh, you know, plus 350. Uh, Dylan Gunther in that plus 300 range as well. Some good value there. Mantha's been heating up lately for the uh, Capitals. So, uh, definitely some good, uh, 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 maybe Sonny Milano, because he actually has been starting to score lately for Washington, and he's in the plus 400, plus 500 range to score a goal. So 
there's definitely some decent longer shot goal scorer props for this game. Yeah, LaPierre at 600. Thank you, Addison, in some places. Hendricks LaPierre, who's been great since he was moved up by Spencer Carberry to that top line with Ovechkin. Uh, he's really played well up on that top line for Washington. Uh, C-Mac, what do you think here, Arizona-Washington? You guys nailed some great points. I mean, this is early start for both, but even earlier here for Arizona um, coming out to the East. You guys put it too. A lot of these matchups, 6 nothing, 4 nothing, kind of just shutouts, which are great because, Ian, you ripped it. It's over. I mean, Arizona, it's been eight straight. There's been at least six goals, nine of ten. Uh, and I don't know if a win over the Senators, really. <laughs> I mean, it's good to get a win when you lost 14 straight, but uh, I don't want to back. Arizona, I, I can't do it. Shaky goaltenders, I don't love their defense. Caps, who are just awful on the power play, uh, but all of a sudden red hot. They've gone over in six of seven. I don't mind the overplay, but I'm going to just stick to the Caps. I'm going to go first period here, minus the half. I got plus 178. I think they can jump on the Coyotes here. I love the price there. And I took also here at Caps. I took the team total. I, I still think they can get there. I think they can get to four goals. I took it at plus 125, Caps team total over three and a half. All right, Caps first period puck line. Caps team total over three and a half here for uh, C-Mac with this first game uh, on this uh, Sunday. Uh, and like I said, there's some good goal prop uh, value uh, across the board here. And like I say, don't sleep on those power play props either. Power play point props for Washington because, again, their power play has been very good here the last uh, few games, uh, no question. Uh, about that, so make make sure you uh, maybe look to take advantage of that as well. Here. Ovechkin's been going. The old man's been, you know, yeah, shots on goal. He's stirring, yeah. He's he's throwing. He's gotten up out of the rocking chair and he's starting to starting to get back to work now for the for the Washington Capitals. No, he's been a lot better. There's no doubt the last uh, month or so, which is uh, good to see. People were wondering if he was ever going to score again. You know, at one point this season uh, for the Washington Capitals, and C-Max right. That's why when this total was five and a half overnight. Like, what the hell am I missing here? Eight straight Arizona games have had at least six goals. So that's why I thought that five and a half when it opened. And clearly the people agreed with me because this got steamed. And I mean steamed to six uh, early this morning, uh, this total. So we'll see. But I think uh, I love the over five and a half. Six, you know, obviously not as good, but I still think it can get up and over that as well. All right. Next up, this is a TNT game. Uh, Sunday afternoon, national television, NHL on TNT, New Jersey Devils, Los Angeles Kings. We've got the uh, Kings minus 130, home favorites, uh, six and a half the total. This is a 3.30 Eastern, 12.30 p.m. Pacific uh, start time here with the uh, Devils and the Kings, which means on the body clock for the Devils, you know, it's very early out on the West Coast for them. Uh, they play an L.A. team that, well, for the most part, since Jim Hiller, took over as interim coach after they fired Todd McClellan. They, they've played reasonably well uh, in these games. They had a little rough patch there uh, where they lost to Nashville at home, uh, lost to Edmonton and Calgary back-to-back -back on the road, but they bounced back strong at Vancouver, 5-1. to one. Very nice win on the road for the Kings there in that game. We'll see how they fare, if they can keep it rolling. Now, they are off a three-game road trip, uh, but they have had three days off, or two days off, rather, before this game. Uh I said it on uh, Friday when we talked New Jersey versus Anaheim. That Don't buy into that 7-2 win over San Jose for New Jersey being a sign that they've turned it around. They haven't turned shit around. Okay, they they feasted on a bad San Jose team where Mackenzie Blackwood got injured in the first period and San Jose crumbled from that point on. And naturally, of course, New Jersey showed against Anaheim. They have not turned anything around. That was a horrible loss for them. 
to the Anaheim Ducks. That's now two regulation losses this year for the Anaheim Ducks, which is absolutely terrible <laughs> and really going to cost them uh, as far as making the playoffs. The fact that they've uh, obviously lost to the Ducks twice this year. Now they got to play L.A. It's not going to get any easier for them. They have actually played L.A. pretty tough. Uh, if you look at the season series, uh, L.A. is 4-2 and two in the last six meetings, but New Jersey did win here last year in January, 5-2 over the Kings. Uh, L.A. got a win at New Jersey just recently, 2-1. to one. That was the game after they got absolutely embarrassed by Buffalo, 7 to nothing early in the tenure of uh, Hiller after he took over as coach, and they bounced back and they won in Jersey the next game, 2-1. to one. I mean, I could only look at the Kings here. The Devils are not a team I'm backing right now. I don't like what I see. I don't like what Lindy Ruff is doing with adjustments and changing lines when things aren't going well. He's down two goals the other night, and he's putting one of his best offensive talents on the fourth line when he needs goals and he needs offense. What are you doing? And I, and I ranted about this yesterday. Well, like, come on. I, and he has he clearly has a vendetta against Alexander Holtz. That's not the first time he's put Holtz on the fourth line. But, man, you need goals. He's a talented player. He can't be on the fourth line when you're down in a game. Simple as that. So it's been head-scratching. They're calling for his head. The devil fan wants Lindy Ruff out of there. Uh, it's probably not going to happen until the end of the season. If it does happen, uh, they're going to let this season continue out. But, you know, there's just issues with this team. There's been bad body language. I'm seeing almost stoic faces on the bench when things aren't going well, like with the Anaheim game the other night. Their defense breaks down in key mo critical moments. That can't happen. Like the Vetrano goal the other night, he gets behind the entire defense, behind both defensemen. That can't happen when you're trying to get back into the playoff race. So uh, I think when you look at this game here, it's L.A. for me at minus 130, going to take a small shot with that. And I like what Jarek is saying in the chat. I have not bet this enough. Kings first goal. New Jersey gives up the first goal like crazy. Even in the San Jose game, they gave up the first goal. They won 7-2, but they gave up the first goal. They gave up the first goal against Anaheim on Friday night. So Kings first goal is like minus 120 to minus 125. That's not a bad bet either. They consistently start games bad, consistently start games slowly, uh, and wouldn't shock me if it's more of the same here uh, for this one on TNT this afternoon. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? New Jersey Devils, Los Angeles Kings. Yeah, this is uh, you know a game where they don't know it. They think they're both playing for you know chance to get into the playoffs, but these two teams are skating for exercise essentially because the LA Kings are a mess. Uh, I, I think at some point they find their way out, out, of the, out of this race. We know New Jersey's just a, an absolute dumpster fire. Somebody in the chat said, "Yeah, Lindy Ruff is washed up. It's not 1999 anymore." Funny thing is, I wouldn't be shocked if once he gets canned, he probably ends up being in L.A. because L.A. is a team that likes to recycle washed-up coaches. So it's something to be, keep, maybe keep in mind. And you see this in a few months down the road, we all of a sudden hear, oh, Lindy Roth hired by the L.A. Kings. That being said, uh, I like the draw here. This is the first thing I bet this morning. But I also like that, especially, uh, Jerry mentioned, first uh, goal – with the Kings to score first goal, minus 125. I'd even maybe look a little deeper, take uh, Kings to get a goal in the first 10 minutes. I'm seeing yes at plus 140 at bet online. So I might dabble with a couple of those, uh, but I like the draw here. I think especially with New Jersey heading to L.A. earlier, kind of eternal uh, body clock time, I think we could see this game kind of you know start off with some goals maybe early and then kind of slow down a bit and head into uh, overtime or a shootout. So I grabbed the draw. And also be on Kings' first goal. Kings is scoring the first 10 minutes as well. 
All right, there you go. Jumping on that King's first goal trend. Oh, it's not a King's first goal trend. It's a New Jersey gives up the first goal right. trend. Right. That's what it <laughs> is. Uh, they've yeah. fallen behind in games repeatedly. Yeah, the draw could get there because the one thing about the Kings is they win games, but they grind out games. They don't always win. The Vancouver game was the exception. The winning games comfortably doesn't always happen. Uh, Three of the, the last LA six teams. meetings have gone past regulation as well, too. There you go. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. Two in LA here. Yep. Uh, get it to me. I'm on the draw. This is one. I might be on one more. This is, I think, one you have you have to take a piece of, don't you? I mean, uh, Kings just don't want to blow out teams. When you look, when I looked at this total, I'll do it real quick. We know how bad New Jersey is and can give up goals. So that way, I get it. But Kings have been one of the better under teams for me all year long, yep. and it's shown. I, I think they yep. could win this. You know, tight. Uh, so I lean under six and a half. I, you know, I don't think we get to seven here. So I haven't bet that yet. Uh, and the Kings, I got a piece of the Kings here and the draw. Uh, I think they get the win and uh, I got to have that draw. Seven straight LA games have not had more than six goals. That's what you have to remember yeah. going into this game. Okay. The total six and a half here. And we don't always see six and a half totals with the LA Kings, but you're seeing it because New Jersey has had some issues you know, defensively at times. But again, that's six straight uh, LA Kings games, or sorry, seven straight LA Kings games that have not gotten to more than six goals in the game. Which means that you should, if, you, if you believe in that, you should bet under here, six and a half. Because again, seven straight Kings games, six goals or fewer. Uh, but then again, yeah, as Bailey says in the chat, Jersey's an over machine. So that's why it's a total that I'm conflicted on. I'd honestly lean under because I think the Kings will find a way to win. Uh, and they'll get there, and if they get the lead, they'll shut it down. And the Kings are very good at that. Remember, when the Kings yeah, get are. the lead, they slow the pace down, they slow it down, they get in good defensive posture, good structure defensively, uh, and try not to let uh, teams get back into it. So, uh, like I said, I think in this spot here, that's exactly what we could see. Kings get the lead, uh, and then all of a sudden here, uh, they shut the game down and make it very difficult here on this New Jersey team to get back into it. So I'm going to be on the Kings, and you guys have talked me into the draw. I'm going to put a little sprinkle on the draw. Kings first goal, Kings money line and draw. Uh, I'm going to get in on all three of those here for uh, this matchup. All right, Fiala, by the way. Keep riding Kevin Fiala. He's red hot for the LA Kings goal prop. Uh, he's been outstanding. He's been, I think, their best offensive player of late. Uh, that's the prop that stands out to me in this game. And why not Tyler Toffoli, right? Against one of his old teams, the Los Angeles Kings. You've got the former player angle, which is often a good goal score prop type of uh, situation. So Tyler Toffoli for the Devils against his old team. Uh, those are my favorite props, one on either side. Toffoli, Devils, and uh, Kevin Fiala, red hot right now. Uh, for the LA Kings. All right, the rest of the games are Sunday night, starting with San Jose and Minnesota. We've got the uh, Wild minus 340 home favorites, uh, six the uh, total in this game. I attempted to take San Jose, but I'm not going to. I'll just say that right now. But I'm not – are you laying minus 340 with Minnesota right now? you got to be out of your freaking mind, you know, to do that right now uh, with this team coming off back-to-back -back losses uh, against St. Louis and uh, Nashville which is really three straight losses, too, if you factor in the Carolina loss uh, before that, 3-2 at home to the Hurricanes. So it's three straight losses uh, as they're moving their way out of the playoff race all over again, uh, this Minnesota Wild team. San Jose, though, it's a tough spot. Back-to-back -back shootout loss to uh, the Dallas Stars, 3-2. And again, we talked about it. Magnus Crona sure played a lot better than a lot of us anticipated he would uh, in that game. We'll see now. It's, it's actually back to the goalie that's worse right now. Capo Kokkinen 
for the uh, San Jose Sharks uh, in net. Uh, I can't say this enough about Kapo Kakinen. Kaka is what he's been. He's lived up to part of his last name. Kapo Kakinen. Kaka. That's how he's played the last few games. He's been awful. Okay, the Anaheim game, he was terrible. He gave up six goal, five goals in that game to the uh, Ducks. He, he came in relief of uh, Blackwood. You know, I, it's funny how we talk about when a goalie replaces a goalie. He enters the game in relief. There was no relief that night. It was aggravation. He comes into the game in aggravation. Not relief, aggravation for the San Jose Sharks. That's what he did because it was one nothing San Jose after the first period against New Jersey. This guy enters the game, Kockinen, and he gives up seven. Uh, after that, including two quick goals right at the start of the second, and it completely destroyed any momentum San Jose had, and New Jersey rolled from that point on. So, uh, yeah, Kockinen, I don't trust. He's been terrible these last couple of games. Seven goals allowed to New Jersey, five to Anaheim. He's given up four goals or more in three of his last four starts. And over his last four starts, you you want a, a brutal number? How about 19 goals allowed in the last four starts by Capo Kockinen? in net for the San Jose Sharks. So I'm going to go over the total here because I, I and I'm going to probably look at a first period over as well uh, in this game uh, over six. I'm not doing both teams to score though, because I think this could be a two nothing Minnesota type first period here, potentially uh, in this game. Uh, I don't feel strong about the, I'm going to bet the both teams to score because when I commit to the trifecta, I bet it, but I'm putting that as a very small bet. Focus here is the over one and a half first period over six. Uh, I can't bet a San Jose game with this guy in net right now under the total. I just can't do it. You know, 7-2 with Jersey with him in net, 6-4 with Anaheim with him in net the other night. Um, and look, he's against his old team, uh, Minnesota. I get it. There's going to be inspiration there to play well. Inspiration's not going to give this guy ability to stop the puck, which he does not have right now uh, at the moment for the San Jose Sharks. So that's what I'm going to look at. Uh, over trifecta, but I'm going to keep the both teams component small in the first period. More so looking at over one and a half, over six, full first period and full game. Uh, nothing on the side, nothing at all. Um, Minnesota team total, I lean, but that's you know not getting a ton of value there. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? San Jose, Minnesota. Yeah, I just have, like I said, first period over, full game over. I have smaller looks pregame, and we'll try to add a little bit more on in game as well. Uh, just in the first couple of minutes, just to try to get a little bit better of a number. But I expect goals galore here. Both teams off of the second night of back to backs. Uh, while like I said, just played kind of a, a lethargic game for the most part, a game that they desperately needed. I expect them to come out with a little bit more fire and energy, especially early in the contest. Uh, Sharks, like I said, you know, Chroma gave them, giving them a huge, uh, you know, boost just to even take them and get them a point. Now you have Kakinen, who's the absolute opposite. Uh, and chances are he's not going to get pulled because not only did Corona play last night, but faced a ton of shots, had that long sh- uh, sh- shootout as well. So, this could be a game that gets out of hand. I expect goals galore. It's if you look at any kind of a side, maybe wild team total live, uh, especially if it looks like the Sharks is going to give up goals in bunches. But uh, I'm just sticking with first period over, full game over. And it looks like it's probably going to be Philip Gustafson in net for Minnesota. And we've talked about how he has struggled really since the start of February. He hasn't been, he had a couple of good starts there, but then he had a rough night against Nashville. Uh, in that loss earlier this week. And it looks like, hasn't been confirmed yet, but it looks like Philip Gustafson uh, is going to be in net tonight for the Minnesota Wild in this game. And he's not a goalie that's been in the best of form or consistent here either uh, in the last month or so. Uh, C-Mac, what are you doing here? San Jose, Minnesota. Yeah, shaky uh, goaltending, especially from our guy, uh, Kaka. Uh, Kaka Kakanen, yeah. 
Yeah, see him in his career. He's, I don't know if he ever won me anything. Uh, <laughs> Petty, maybe a couple times uh, years ago. You know, this price is huge. There's no way I, the Wild I can't take. And I think you just go with the team total. Maybe go with the four, you know, so you're over the three and a half. Is there's too much juice with that. It's right around, I don't know, 160. So go with the four. That way, if you get the push, because I think they could get to five. The one thing with this over, hopefully the Sharks do get a couple, because Sharks, not good <laughs> putting goals in. I get scared. They usually sometimes don't get over two. So you're just, I think you think in the wild, get at least four or five there. So I lean over, but yeah, this is nothing uh, I had to bet on. You're going to have to go for over four. I mean, over three and a half is like minus 165. It's just too much juice. Yeah, it's just a uh, to too go much. over the uh, three and a half on the one. I think they get there against this guy right now. I do, but uh, at home. But you're right. Anthony Duclair is on fire, Terry. That's good prop for San Jose. Anthony Duclair, the Duke, uh, is finally starting to he heat up for San Jose. Philip Zadina as well. I like where Myron, Terry, a lot of our uh, people in the chat watching the show are going with props here. Duclair makes sense. Uh, no doubt he's on the top line now. I love it. Great look. I agree. Myron as well. Sharks finally putting Zadine on the second line with Eklund. I agree. That's a really good look as well. That's what you look for. And C-Mac, we talk about this, Alex and I, throughout the season. If you're going to bet value for goal scorer props or player props of any kind, find the player that all of a sudden he's on the first line or the second mm -hmm. line and he's not normally there. And they don't adjust the price, and you get like these three hundreds, four hundreds on them to score a goal when they're up. There. I got it with Eklund a yeah. little while ago when they moved him up. Man, cash for me a few times. Uh, yeah, a few exactly reminds us of Jack of the Day when we did the baseball stuff. We'd look for these Definitely. value guys that all of a sudden they're starting to hit home runs, and you could get them like four hundred, five hundred, some that six, seven hundred. They were uh, to hit a home run. So uh, that's what you're looking at here with hockey as well. Look for that value. Look for players moving up the lineup and that's been a, a go-to as far as minnesota and their props are concerned um look i mean matt boldy what if minnesota is going to score in bunches and you would think today against this goaltender and this team on a back-to-back -back, they will matt boldy you have to consider he's been one of their best players no question eric Sinek, i think could maybe uh, find the uh, back of the net as well I still am going to hold firm on the fact that ryan hartman who's kind of been in a bit of a funk bit of a drought uh, lately is going to eventually find it again because he's getting opportunity. He's up there on the power play as well, uh, getting power play time for Minnesota. So, yeah, like I said, I think definitely uh, we could see him maybe make an impact offensively here for Minnesota in this game as well. All right, next up, we have the Winnipeg Jets, Buffalo Sabres. Winnipeg minus 120 road favorites, six the total in this game. Back-to-back -back for both teams, but a little bit of an easier back-to-back. Well, I shouldn't say that because Buffalo played at night, but they didn't travel. You know, they were at home against Vegas last night. They won 7-2. It's back-to-back -back for them, but no travel. They stay in Buffalo for this home game tonight, back-to-back -back at home. Winnipeg played earlier in the day yesterday against Carolina, but they have to travel from Raleigh to Buffalo uh, for this game. So it's some travel for Winnipeg, but they did play earlier compared to Buffalo. So I think it's a wash anyway. Not a huge advantage or disadvantage either way. Uh, I, I'm just staying off Buffalo game sides right now because I'm going to be the Mr. Jinx. I'm, I'm sure of it. If I decide now I'm going to jump in on Buffalo, although I did cash with them against Tampa Bay uh, earlier this week when they won in overtime. So I did cash with Buffalo as a big underdog there against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I did not touch the game sidewise yesterday, but I had a, uh, well, I lost the first period over in the Vegas Buffalo game, but I won the full game over five and a half 
flew over the total, obviously, with the Golden Knights and the uh, Sabres last night. This one's interesting. I, I don't know if I want to go against this Buffalo momentum right now. I don't. But Winnipeg is still the better team. The price does look pretty cheap on Winnipeg, but you're getting Winnipeg with Brossois, not Hellebuck uh, in net. It's going to be Laurent Brossois uh, in net tonight for the Winnipeg Jets. Although he's not exactly fade material, guys. Man. He's played very well. Uh, in fact, he's won each of his last two starts, beat Minnesota 6-3, beat St. Louis 4-2. He's got a 9-4 and record, 2.26 goals against average, 9.22 save percentage. This is, these aren't the days anymore where, whoa, Laurent Brossois is in, Connor Hellebuck's out, that's Winnipeg's in trouble. No, not at all. Brossois has played well this season. He played well with Vegas last year. When he Remember, he was the playoff starter in the first round against Winnipeg for Vegas last year, and then he got injured. And if he doesn't get injured, we never see the Aiden Hill story, and we never see him riding Vegas to the Stanley Cup last year because he only got in because Laurent Brossois got injured in the uh, playoffs for the Golden Knights last year. So Laurent Brossois had a good year in Vegas last year. He has been very solid this year. He has a 9-4 and four record. This is not just, yeah, let's auto-fade Winnipeg without Hellebuck. That's just not what you do. So I think there's a tough game. I don't want to step in front of Buffalo, but I think Winnipeg's the better team. The price looks cheap. I lean Jets, quite honestly. I think this price is cheap. I think this could be the night after a big win like that. Do you know how many big wins Buffalo has had, like blowout wins this year? Not many. This could be the Buffalo's time to shit the bed tonight here at home against uh, Winnipeg a little bit. So I lean to the Jets, but I'm not betting it. Uh, Eric Comrie is expected to be in net for Buffalo on the back-to-back. They need to give UPL Ukopekalukanen picked a pack of pickle peppers. They need to give him a rest, and it looks like they're going to give him a rest uh, tonight. Uh, Comrie in net. Comrie has had a tough year, although he is up against a team he used to be with, the Winnipeg Jets. And I remember he's played against Winnipeg a couple of times in the past, and it was some of his better games were up against this Winnipeg team. But this year it's been tough. One and six, 3.87 goals against, 868 save percentage for Eric Comrie. So um, not much here. Not much here. I'm not, I'm not really involved in much of anything. I lean to the draw. I lean to Winnipeg, but not involved. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Jets, Sabres. You know, with my old joke, Eric Comrie is here with your DoorDash order. Um I, I'm, I'm all over Winnipeg. I got, in fact, it actually dropped. I got minus a dollar fifteen at BetMGM. I did play a little bit on the draw, and that's just predicated on maybe these two teams because, like you said, the back-to-back angle, especially with Winnipeg traveling after the day game uh, and after <clears throat> such a weird game too. If they start off a little bit slow, maybe they could play down the Buffalo, and this game goes overtime. But uh, like I said, Brassois is not a guy that I'm looking to fade right now. And if we're just going straight off of goaltenders. Uh, definitely give me Brassois minus a dollar fifteen minus a dollar twenty against Comrie all day long wherever this game is played. So I'm on Jets and also have a little bit of the draw. All right, Winnipeg minus one twenty and the draw here for uh, Alex. Yeah, the draw I might get there with a small bet because, like I said, yeah. I could see this game being pretty close. Uh, what do you think here in this one, C Mac Jets Sabers? This was the other game I haven't bet it yet, but uh, I like what you guys are talking about. This was the only other one I think where the draw is, you know. Uh, their price is a little bit lower uh, than some of the other ones out there. I can see this being close. Brassad's been money. Uh, I think he's been pretty good. Um, I like this under. You know, I just think uh, usually on a back-to-back, I kind of look to the over, the tired legs. But uh, I just think uh, at this number, Jets have gone over too a little bit as of late. A little bit back and forth where the unders are just cashing money. I mean – 
yesterday looked good. And then just the outburst, of course, with the four goals, and they get the empty netter, the 5-3 win. I just think we see lower scoring. Buffalo finally winning back-to-back -back games. Huh? You know, not win one, lose one. Well, there's you a know. heater for them. There's a full-blown heater right yeah. now. Heater. Yeah. <laughs> heater here. Uh, I don't know if I'd buy it. I think we could get a tight one. That's why I love the draw. I think this could be 2-2, two, two, something like that. So uh, looking at the under and the draw here. All right, drawn under here for C-Mac uh, in this one. Yeah, I mean, this is this two wins in a row, five and one in their last six for Buffalo. And the only loss was to the defending Eastern Conference champions and one of the hottest teams in the NHL, the Florida Panthers. So uh, this has been a very good run for the Buffalo Sabres. Um, Against good teams. So here's how, you know, Canes. Yeah. Yep. That's why I'm not totally counting nice. them out winning this game. I mean, I'm... Uh, but like I say, you've got this, this price does look very, very cheap on Winnipeg and Brossois is not the downgrade from Hellebuck. You think he might be, uh, so you factor all that in. And like I say, I lean jets lean and drive probably will jump in. They're not that banged up. Uh, someone in the chat uh, saying Winnipeg is uh, banged up Bailey, not that banged up. I mean, Dylan might not play Velarde's out. That's a big loss, but there was a worry that Monaghan and, you know, a bunch of players may miss that game. Monaghan Ehlers yesterday. But they ended up playing for the uh, Jets in that game <laughs> uh, yesterday. Uh, Monaghan props are worth a look. He has really been strong lately for uh, Winnipeg. So we'd look at props. Dylan Cousins is heating up too. Dylan Cousins is streaky. He's feeling it right now for Buffalo. So those are my favorite props, one on either team. Uh, Dylan Cousins, Buffalo, uh, Sean Monaghan uh, for uh, Winnipeg as far as uh, any goal props here uh, in this game tonight. All right, we've got two games left. Next up, we've got the struggling, and this is by far their first full-blown skid of the entire season. It's been a great season. They're still number one in points percentage in the NHL, but they are slumping right now. Can they snap out of it tonight? The Vancouver Canucks host, uh, on the road against the uh, Anaheim Ducks uh, in the uh, uh, Duck Pond Honda Center. Uh, we've got Vancouver minus 260. Uh, road favorites, six and a half being the uh, total uh, in this game. Maybe they need to get on the road, start to feel a little bit better about themselves. And, of course, the big news yesterday, we haven't talked about it yet, Elias Pettersson finally gets the contract extension done. Eight years now, he is back in the fold long term with the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, good job by Patrick Alvine, the GM, Jim Rutherford, president of hockey operations getting this deal done you didn't want this lingering and festering uh, for much longer i think it honestly did provide a little bit of a distraction for vancouver uh rick tockett said it didn't the players are saying it didn't but there's a big correlation between the vancouver struggles and all the chatter about oh the contract extension talks have stalled between the canucks and elias Pettersson. it seems like when those ch that chatter started that's when Vancouver's losing streak that they're on right now kind of currently started. So maybe this is behind everyone now. Everyone's happy. Pedersen's getting the bag. He's getting paid. He's going to be back long term. And maybe now this is the spot for Vancouver to get out of it. But you're unfortunately paying a premium here, minus 260 uh, on the road. And you're paying a premium against an Anaheim team that suddenly, you know, they've won two in a row this week. Now, the wins were San Jose and a New Jersey team that's kind of careening downward right now. So we can't make too much of a deal of these two wins for Anaheim, but they have picked up a couple of pretty solid victories. Uh, it looks like John Gibson will be in net for Anaheim, but not confirmed. does seem like maybe Rick Tockett is going to rest Thatcher Demko tonight and maybe turn to Casey DeSmith uh, in this game for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. And keep in mind with DeSmith, 
Uh, he has not played since that horror show of a game against the Minnesota Wild, where uh, the Canucks lost that game 10 to 7. What was it? President's Day, you know, a couple of weeks ago on that Monday afternoon game. Crazy ass game. 10 7 it ended in favor of the uh, Minnesota Wild. It was not the BC Lions versus the Minnesota Vikings. That was a hockey score, 10 7 for the uh, Minnesota Wild over the uh, uh, Vancouver Canucks in that game. Um, Here's the thing with the over, because I lean, I can't take Anaheim under right now. But all I heard from Rick Tockett after the loss to LA was we need to get back to our details defensively. Players are too worried about stats right now, getting their points, getting their offense, getting their numbers. Everything he talked about pointed to more defensive focus for Vancouver to snap this skid starting tonight on the road trip. So that's the only thing I'm worried about with the over here is that Vancouver gets their goals. Maybe it gets three or four, but they really focus on tightening it up, shutting down this Anaheim team and winning like a four to one type of game. That does worry me a little bit in this game. I like Vancouver team total in this game. That's the way I'm going to approach it here. Canuck team total over three and a half. Uh, it's around, let me see what the price is on it. It's uh, minus 140. It's not a great price, but it's at least playable. It falls below the minus 150 threshold for me. Uh, that's about it for me in this game. Canuck team total over three and a half. That's what I'm going to look at here. Uh, again, when I, I, I just feel that tonight, coming off the Pedersen signing, couple of days to, and he didn't practice them. He said they looked tired after the LA game. The mistakes they're making defensively were a product of some fatigue. They had a rigorous schedule. They've had a couple days. We, they didn't practice Friday. I think that's going to help Vancouver, maybe get them refreshed, re-energized here tonight. So uh, Vancouver team total is what I'm going to go with here, uh, over three and a half, minus 140. Uh, what do you think here, Alex, Vancouver, Anaheim? No, I like Vancouver in the next several games. Uh, I think they will find a way to get a win here. I think they're going to start breaking out of the slump, and they, they have the right opponents in front of them to do so. After this three-game road trip, they go back home and have a uh, season-long nine-game homestand. So definitely we'll be looking to back Vancouver for the majority of the next couple of weeks. That being said, in this game and looking at the spots, and you mentioned about you know how the total is kind of tricky, especially if you look at the history with the last five games between – or last five meetings between these two teams – four and one to the under. And we've seen in two of those four that have gone under full game, we saw the first period over cash in one, one game a while back two one game here uh, in Anaheim. And then it slowed down and ended up going under the total. You mentioned Casey Smith first time back in since uh, that insane boat race of a game here in St. Paul, you know, you're talking about Rick Tockett and we like said, we know who his assistant is Mike. Yo, when those two guys start talking about, we need to be, more reliant on our defense, more committed to defense. That means, especially when you have Tockett thrown in there, the guys are worried about stats too much. Well, guess what? We may not see a whole lot of stats from anybody because this game might be completely low and slow. Give me the draw, plus 420 at FanDuel. We've seen the last four meetings also be decided by one or two goals, very low scoring, 3-1, 2-1, 3-1 kind of games. So I could definitely see this game going past 60 minutes here. Uh, Vancouver finding a way to get a win. It won't be pretty. This is going to be a hot dog game. You won't like the the way it's made, but you'll love the finish. Uh, so give me the draw plus 420, and I expect Vancouver to get off and running on this road trip with a victory. All right, there you go. Liking the draw uh, here, plus 420. You said first period over as well? No, 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 no. Just to draw. No, 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 total, no total. No total. I would just, but, but just to give it an, an, a hindsight, and that maybe it's kind of what I have in my head looking at anything live. We've seen the history between these two teams where 
the scoring comes early and then it tapers off late. So it that's just kind of a frame of reference if you're looking for anything live. You know what I'm going to do actually in this one? I'm going to I'm going to see what the um, uh, first period um, team total is for Vancouver. I'm going to take a look here. I might split it with my, my team total look. I might split first period full uh, full game team total for Vancouver because I could see 2 nothing Vancouver after the first or something like that. Then all of a sudden park the bus time, you know, and all of us, yeah, park the bus time and, and just focus on the defense that Rick Tockett says we want to lock in again to our details, our coverage defensively, which he said during the road trip, during these struggles, and the schedule's been compressed, and they played a shit ton of games, and they've kind of lost their way in terms of their focus and attention to the detail defensively. So if they get up in this game, they could try to lock it down. So that's why I fear that it could be 2 nothing. call Vancouver at the end of the first. First period, team total goes over, but they win 3-1, and the full game falls short. So that's what I'm kind of thinking I'm could seeing- happen. I'm seeing correct score for us, period. Two uh, nothing Vancouver at plus eight hundred. Where yeah. I'm seeing with the the team total is either a half a goal where you got to lay two forty or even one and a half. I think you still might have to lay a little bit of a price. Yeah, very good, excellent point there. So uh, keep that in mind when it comes to uh, this game. Uh, like I say, I think I might do a little first period full game team total over split for Vancouver yeah. rather than put it all on the full game. You know what's an, another interesting look, and I don't I don't look at these too often. It's something that I kind of have in my head might be looking at more toward the playoffs, but you can go exact goals in the first period. You could take a one, just exactly one goal plus 200, or exactly two goals plus 220. So maybe yeah. that's something to, to sprinkle a little bit on too if you, you, you know, kind of feel that way. Yeah, it's, like I said. It doesn't matter who, it's just one or two goals. Yeah, this is just one of those games where it's, look, it, the, the inferior team is actually in better form, but we know Vancouver's still the better of these two teams, even though they're in worse current form. So this is where you got to, and the price is what it is. It's You can't do it with Vancouver at minus 260. You got to get creative in a game like this. Use your derivative bets, first periods, team totals, stuff like that. You got to get maybe a handicap of some kind, you know, puck line. You know, you got to get creative in a game like this for sure. Uh, what do you think here, C-Mac, Vancouver, Anaheim? Yeah, the series that you guys talked about have been kind of trending under when Vancouver's been in Anaheim. And it's a good story. You know, after losing it, now they go on this road trip. Maybe this is what they needed. Uh, But, man, they're just not winning hockey games, even though they're way better here. I think the Ducks have been playing better of late. We still know defensively the lapses and the goaltending that they have. But I got to have a dog on this card. Come on. Give me the Ducks. All right. Uh, Plus 225. Quack, quack. Uh, I had to take it. And usually that correlates. If I have the Ducks, that means they need goals. They're probably going to win. And you guys already talked about the draw, Alex. That could be here, you know, a 3-3 type game. So I wouldn't mind that. But, yeah, Ducks for me. All right, there you go. And Connor Mack, for those of you that are not as familiar with him as we are, um, he'll take some – he's an underdog guy. He's an underdog guy in baseball, I know. Uh, he'll take shots there. He's an underdog guy in hockey. He will look in the dog's direction uh, quite often. Uh, and he's going to take a shot with Anaheim here, plus 220 tonight against the Vancouver Canucks. All right. Um, and by the way, as far as props go, Pedersen, I'm going to I'm going to go over one and a half points, goal prop, assist prop, anything Pedersen here. I think the weight's off his shoulders. Uh, I think you're going to see him play a hell of a game. You know, even a Rick Tockett in the game before, after the LA game, before he signed the contract extension, said Pedersen hasn't been great lately. You know, but he's, but then he was quick to say, you know, the whole team has been kind of that way uh, in recent games. But uh, watch uh, Pedersen respond now. He's going to be relaxed. He's, he, everything's taken care of now. He's got the eight year extension. Watch him have a great game tonight.
wouldn't shock me. All right, final game of this Sunday card, Pittsburgh Penguins, Edmonton Oilers, Edmonton minus 190, home favorite, six and a half the total in this game. Back-to-back again for both teams, but Edmonton played in the afternoon in Seattle with a two-to-one win over the Seattle Kraken, uh, but they have to travel back to Edmonton. Pittsburgh played late last night against Calgary. It's a smaller travel for them. Calgary down or up to Edmonton there in Alberta, but look, you can't, you can't pay me Seriously, you can't pay me to bet Pittsburgh in this spot here after what I saw last night uh, from the Penguins. That was, uh, and everyone that's covering the Penguins, and I follow a lot of the Penguin writers on Twitter, everyone said it's like someone died in the on the team after that game last night. That's the mood. That was the ambiance in the Penguin dressing room after that loss last night. Shell shock, dead silence, nobody talking, just a bunch of noise and sound effects of players, you know, you know, you know, getting out of the hockey jerseys and getting their clothes on that kind of thing. You know, that's it. Nobody was saying shit. Everyone was just in a complete utter state of shock following that game last night against the Calgary flames where they're up three to one in the third period. Not only do they not get the two points, they don't even get one point. They lose in regulation four three, just an absolutely dreadful loss. I think it's from, from what I've seen and read from the Pittsburgh dressing room after that game last night, this is this is not something that I, I'm not ready to assume that they're going to be able to pick themselves up off the mat tonight for this. That is how devastating that loss was for them last night. There's so many issues, Bailey, with the Penguins. Defense stinks. Jari can't make a big save. He can be good at times, but he doesn't make that big save when you need it right now. The power play is an utter abomination, an utter disgrace, uh, an embarrassment. It's been that way all year. Uh, for the Penguins, um, and look, they just collapsed with terrible, and Chris Letang, man, I feel bad. That was sad. This is a guy that's had a tremendous career. That third period was sad to watch, okay? He gets beat by Kadri like a rented mule, as the great Mike Lang of Penguins Radio would say uh, on that goal, and the egregious turnover. All you have to do, Chris Letang, is get the puck out at the blue line with less than a minute to go in the third. That puck has to get out of the zone, period. It has to. When you need points and you know you're 50 seconds away from overtime and one point at least, you have to get that t- damn puck out of the zone. He turns it over, and seconds later, Igor Sharangovich with the game-winning goal in the final minute of the third period for Calgary. And Eric Carlson was a- awful last night, too. Let's not absolve him of blame. Uh, he has not lived up to uh, what Pittsburgh was hoping for out of him uh, this season either. So brute, tough spot, back-to-back, catastrophic loss. You know, they're saying Mike Sullivan was saying we just have to turn the page and get ready for another game. I think that's easier said than done after everything I heard from what the mood was like in the Penguins dressing room following that game uh, last night. So I think this is tough. Edmonton's starting to find their footing again uh, and starting to get on a little bit of a heater. I don't know if this will turn into a 16 game win streak, you know, like the last one they had, but now they've won three in a row after a three game losing streak. Their defensive play has been better, two goals or less in three straight games. Uh, 4-2, 3-2, and 2-1 victories against L.A., St. Louis, and Seattle uh, going into this game. Uh, Calvin Pickard, by the way, is in net for Edmonton. Doesn't surprise me because it's back-to-back, uh, although he has been pretty solid for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. 3-1 and one in his last four starts. Actually, 4-1 and one, uh, in his starts overall this year uh, since uh, December 21st for Cal Pickard. Uh, he was in net for the uh, win against Dallas, uh, 4-3 in overtime. That was his last win. Uh, he got a 5-3 win at Anaheim. He shut out Chicago. 
Um, you know, his not, he's been pretty good here. He beat Detroit 3-2 on January 11th. So they can win with Calvin Pickard in net, and they've shown it lately. Uh, it'll be Alex Nedeljkovich, obviously, for Pittsburgh. Uh, we would assume here after it was Jari last night. Normally, I go with over trifectas with Edmonton, not tonight. I'm going to focus more on Edmonton. What I do like here is Edmonton, first period puck line, Edmonton, first period team total, and Edmonton, full game team total uh, over in this game. I think this is just a tough night for Pittsburgh. Tough ask for them to go into Edmonton off that kind of a loss last night against Calgary, which I think they know if, you know, that's almost done for us now as far as the playoff hopes. That's how bad that loss was for them last night. They're going to need to what win, what, 20 of their last 26 games to get into the playoffs now? That's probably not happening. Uh, for this Pittsburgh Penguins team. So I think the, the the just the residue of that brutal defeat last night could show itself here tonight. So uh, the main bet for me is over three and a half for the Edmonton Oilers team total, minus 118. Uh, I really do like that. Um, but I am going to have a piece of the first period team total over one and a half plus 200. It's a pretty good price uh, for the Oilers. Uh, and I'm also going to have Edmonton first period puck line as well in this game for a smaller bet plus 148 with Edmonton first period puck line. I think they jump on Pittsburgh, uh, just a shell shocked, uh, absolute, you know, stunned Pittsburgh team after last night. Uh, and, uh, yeah, check out mentally check out real deal prime potentially. Yeah. I'm worried about that for Pittsburgh, that it's mentally check out time for them. Uh, because look, they've had brutal losses left and right. That was right up there last night, what I witnessed uh, against the Calgary Flames. I think it's difficult emotionally, difficult mentally to bounce back from something like that. Uh, what do you think here in this one, Alex? Pittsburgh, Edmonton. Yeah, first thing I bet was uh, first period over, one and a half. I grabbed minus $1.32 at FanDuel. I like it all the way up to $1.45. Anything uh, higher than that, just try to wait and grab a little bit of a cheaper price a couple minutes into the game. I also like that Edmonton. First period puck line plus 148 at Caesars. Edmonton team total over three and a half minus a dollar 18 is available at FanDuel and Pinnacle. Uh, and I also have a player prop that I'll be talking about a little bit later. But like you said, I, I definitely expect Pittsburgh to just kind of just free fall at this point now, especially in, in this particular game against the Edmonton team who will certainly be running and gunning. Right. They know they know who even though Pittsburgh's not the top team in the East, but, you know, the whole McDavid Crosby angle, the, you know, Everybody always looks at McDavid and Drysaddle the same way we look at Crosby and Malk, and I think that might gel them up a little bit. So any kind of combination with those two guys for, you know, if you're looking at uh, same-game parlay kind of action, player props, I would have anything with those guys, maybe one or two points. Uh, that's not what my bargain bin play is. I have something different for that. But this is definitely one of those games where you could kind of probably tie in Edmonton to win with a lot of different players, a lot of different things, and get that 190 down to whatever price you like. So – it's definitely a game you can ha- kind of have some fun and, and, and adjust with, but I expect Edmonton to dominate for the entire 60 minutes. Yeah, I agree. Poor Sid, Dave. It is poor Sid. Sidney Crosby's not to blame for any of this. He's had an amazing not season. At all. Outstanding not season at all. for uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Number 87 can't do more than he's already done for this team. Yeah. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, he's got a bunch of jabronis uh, playing alongside him this year on this uh, Penguins. And, and you know what? If he wasn't such a great guy, because keep in mind, his contract ends after this next year. He'd be the guy, first guy to say, hey, get me out of here. Yeah. You know, you got when you got Chris Letang, like you said, making those kind of mistakes, keep in mind Chris Letang's still there till 2028 when he turns 40. How's that contract Crazy. looking? How's that yeah. one? And you've been yeah. railing on that contract for years. That's the worst contract. Show. That is the worst contract in the NHL. <laughs> Even worse than Pierre-Luc Dubois. 
That is the worst kind. How do you give a 36-year-old? He's not Chris Chelios, and I can't stand Chris Chelios, but give Chelios the fact that we know that guy was traded at 37 and gave him another, what, 14, 15 years? You gotta get that from Chris Latane, a guy who's literally had two fucking heart issues. Like, why would you give that guy this kind of money? I know what he's done for your team in the law, but this is, it would be like, that would have been like giving Marion Holsa or, or, or Jonathan Taves for the Hawks. Go, oh, yeah, let's give you another five years when you've already shown signs of decline and fatigue, injury issues, health issues, and you give this guy his money so you can stick around till he's 40 for what? What is he, what, if he's doing this shit now, what's he going to do when he's 38? That was that was Ron Hextall's parting gift to the uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, was, he you know what? He's gonna get fired here. Have fun with this guy till he's forty years old. That was old his big Billy down. fuck you right there. It had to be because there's no reason why you sign a 36 year old defenseman who's had all kind of issues, even despite yeah. having a great Hall of Fame career for another four more years. It's asinine. <laughs> asinine is right. Yep, yep. That was a Ron Hextall special right there, and one of many reasons why he's no longer the general manager yeah, of the Pittsburgh yeah. Penguins right now. Uh, C-Mac, what do you think here? Pittsburgh-Edmonton. Yeah, like I said, I, I was on that last night, and you mentioned I, uh, I don't want anything to do with the Penguins. I'm with you guys here, the first period puck line. I think you got to take it. Uh, I love the price. We're almost 150, 148, you guys just talked about. One thing. I don't know how I want to mess with the total here. I've been on a, a, a off a little bit with the Oilers, uh, and it was three. It was three goals right away the other night. Uh, I had the over uh, and three two in the second, and they didn't get over uh, in that game. What was that? Real quick. Oh, the Blues game. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. the Blues game. Yeah, there was nothing after that. I had the over uh, off the two one. So three straight unders. This team's kind of been streaky when they've got you know on these unders and they've gone some streaks with the overs. When these two teams get together, though, it's just a shit ton of goals. I mean, even in the last meeting, it was a seven That's here true. on this total. Yep. yep. So I, I still think Pittsburgh can get a few. And Pittsburgh's been awful. I mean, this power play is awful. Uh, it has been, you know, all year long. Um, so maybe I wait a little bit. I lean to the over or I'll jump in live on it. You're right about series history, and uh, it's uh, that's I lean over with you too, and I might sprinkle on the over full game just because. Look, seven two and six to three in the last two meetings with uh, the Penguins and the Oilers, including last year in Edmonton, it was six three Oilers uh, over mm-hmm. the Penguins, uh, and that one flew over the total. But but that's why I like the team total because you look at the last two meetings here in Edmonton, five goals in each of them, five plus, five and six. In fact, Edmonton, in their last four victories, they've won four straight against Pittsburgh. They've scored five or more in all four games. So that's why I really like this team total, over three and a half. And a, only minus 118, you know, as well. So very good price on that uh, as well with the uh, Oilers tonight in this game. All right, great stuff. Oh, by the way, for props in this one, uh, Raquel is worth a look for Pittsburgh. If anyone's going to do something, it's him, Crosby, and maybe Lars Eller, who had a goal last night. I like his effort, and I like what he said after the games. I thought he had a, was one of the Penguins that had a really good game last night. For Edmonton, Dreisaitl heating up. McDavid over one and a half points could be worth a look. I think Bouchard still, um, you know, because look, the penalty kill for Pittsburgh has given up a, a power play goal in five straight games. So keep that in mind. The penalty kill starting to struggle for, for Pittsburgh lately. but Not good yeah. against the Oilers, too. <laughs> yeah, and not good yeah, not good play, at yeah. all. You're right, it wasn't. So, And as far as the Oilers, too, I would still, you know, Perry. I've mentioned Perry, Fogle, and Yanmark. Those guys still have value because Yanmark's on the second line. You still get a very good price. Fogle and Perry, you know, potentially here uh, in this game as well. 
uh, could be uh, worth a look, assuming the lines stay the same as they've been here uh, the last few games. So uh, keep that in mind. But uh, yeah, there's some good prop options here for this game on both sides. Yeah, it looks like Yanmark's still on the second line with Nugent Hopkins and Kane. Uh, so I still think there might be some value there as far as his props uh, in this game tonight. All right, great stuff. That is the Sunday NHL card. Uh, Connor Mack, this was great. Uh, this was great having you on for the first time. Uh, like I say, Sundays are one of those days where normally it's just Alex and I on the show. So anytime there's a Sunday, 9 a.m., you want to join us, C-Mac, you're more than welcome. I will be here. I love it. Appreciate there we it. go. Good stuff. All right. Uh, shout out to everyone in the chat. Hit the like button if you haven't done so already. And a reminder, make sure you sign up and subscribe at patreon.com slash ice guys. Just $10 per month. That's where you can find our sides, totals, and player props posted every day on the page. Goalie charts, totals charts, bonus videos, bonus content. And we have more exclusive live betcasts coming up in March and beyond for our Patreon subscribers. So make sure you sign up if you haven't done so already. Patreon.com slash Ice Guys and your $10 per month subscription will go a long way to helping this show keep going for the long term. So sign up Patreon.com slash Ice Guys, just $10 per month. And also check out the Ice Guys store. Get your gear and your merch over at IceGuys.MySpreadShop.com. Yeah, absolutely. Check out uh, IceGuys at MySpreadShop.com. We got a uh, couple of new items in the store as well. Also, we will have 20% off coming up pretty soon. So uh, browse around today, put some things in your cart, wait a few days, and then wait for that 20% uh, discount to come along later on in the week. That is all available right now at IceGuys.MySpreadShop.com. All right, great stuff. We will wrap up the show in a few moments with Bargain Bin Special of the Night and Best Bets right after we hear from our great sponsors, Boston Hemp. All right, Boston Amp Inc. are great daily sponsors of the Ice Guys Show. Make sure you check out the website, and you can get 20% off all orders on the website using the promo code ICEGUYS over at bostonhempinc.com. All right, it is time for Bargain Bin Special of the Night. Uh, and Oh, my goodness, you know what? That's that's, But it, but he's yes a pulley RV. That's the fucking problem. That's the fucking <laughs> problem, Rico. That's a great angle usually, yes. I forgot. Yeah, he's with Pittsburgh now. Yes, a Puliarvi going back to Edmonton, the team that cut him loose. But he hasn't done shit since he's been with the Penguins. Hasn't done a damn thing. Is he even going to play tonight? Like, do, he's not even in the lineup as of right now. He was a healthy scratch last night. Didn't even play. We'll even see if he gets in the lineup. If Mike Sullivan puts him in, because he hasn't done a thing since Pittsburgh got him, which doesn't shock me. Connor McDavid can make a broomstick look good on the top line, but even he couldn't do anything with Yes, a Puliarvi. So, yep. you know, the, so I mean, no goals, no assists for uh, Pooley Harvey here. And how many games has he played with the uh, Penguins? Eight. Eight games, not a point yet. Yep. So there you go. Still stinks. I mean, you can bet the angle if you want, but do you trust him to actually do something? No. 
Uh, that's how I stand there. Bargain bin special of the night. Alex, uh, where are you going in the bargain bin tonight? So I have two, and it's predicated on some research that I did. Looking at the Edmonton-Pittsburgh uh, game, we like Edmonton early, Edmonton often, a lot of Edmonton goals, right? Well, one of the top goal scorers for this team has been Zach Hyman. He has been absolutely electric. Well, you can't really get his general goal scoring number in a bargain bin. But here's something I looked at. Take out the last game where the first goal scorer for Edmonton was Leon Dreisaitl. Three previous games before that, the first goal scorer for the Edmonton Oilers was Zach Hyman. You can get first home team goal scorer, Zach Hyman, plus 550 at FanDuel. I'm going to grab that along with Zach Hyman to score the first goal of the game overall, which is at 10 to 1. So we got a plus 550, yeah. Hyman to be the first Oiler to get a goal, and 10 to 1 that Hyman gets the first goal of the game. Edmonton tonight against Pittsburgh. So give me both of those for Zach Hyman tonight, my bargain bin special. So two bargain bin specials, both Zach Hyman. Uh, first Edmonton goal, that's first Edmonton goal of the game. Right. So if Pittsburgh scores the first goal, Alex is still alive with that prop. First Edmonton goal of the game for right. Zach Hyman at plus 550. He's on that, and he's also on Zach Hyman first goal of the game. Yeah. Overall first goal of the game, 10 to 1, plus 1,000. So and look, one of the hottest goal scorers in the NHL, not just on the Oilers right now, the entire NHL. Uh, so there you go. Sure. Zach Hyman, first Edmonton goal, plus 550. Zach Hyman, first goal, plus 1,000, 10 to 1. Which, for, uh, which essentially Hinkley. means yeah. if, if we get Hyman first goal of the game, we're cashing plus 1,550. If, yeah, exactly. If it's Huge, one nothing yeah. Edmonton and he gets the goal, you cash both, 100%. Right. And it's yeah, plus 1,550 with both of them hitting. So I love it. I love the look. It's something unique. It's something creative. But more importantly, it's something that makes a whole lot of sense going into this game tonight. Uh, C-Mac, what do you think here? Bargain bin special, plus 300 or better. Any prop, plus 300 or better that you like? Anything you like? Yeah, because I was going to go with the guy. He's not 300, but then I'm going to go back to the same team. Same game. I'll go with Yanmark here, plus 650. I think it could get better. That's what I have right here. Uh, been scoring some goals of late. You talked about him being on the second line. I think you could sneak one there, plus 650. Yeah, I like I Hopkins, think- too. He's around 250. But both on the same line. Uh, I don't yeah. mind that as well. All right, Mat- and, uh, Matias Yanmark. Look, hasn't produced like we thought maybe on that second line with New- the Nuge and Kane, yeah. but he's had chances. Hasn't been lack of trying. I watched that Seattle game yesterday. He had three chances where he was this close to scoring for uh, Edmonton against Seattle yesterday. So I think it's coming for Matias Yanmark, and I think there's a chance it's tonight here uh, against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. So. Uh, yes, indeed. I'm going to go with, uh, I like that prop, Matias Yanmark. It'll be on my card, too. Uh, Matias Yanmark, plus 650 or so uh, to score a goal uh, for the uh, Edmonton Oilers tonight. My bargain bin special of the night for this uh, Sunday uh, slate. Uh, let's see what we can find here as far as this goes. Um, you know, it's funny about the Devils is they've actually given up a lot of um, goals to defensemen. And they've even let some, and they've been given up odd man rushes. They've been letting people get behind them uh, in the uh, defensive zone. And one player for the LA Kings that has done a nice job since he's been on this team, jumping into the play. And this guy, I think, is going to have a really good career for them, a really good NHL defenseman. He scored against Vancouver uh, on Thursday night, and he does have two goals. This is a little bit more of a longer shot here. I'm going to go with the young 21 year old, Brant Clark, for the LA Kings here tonight. Plus a thousand uh, at FanDuel, ten to one 
for him to score a goal tonight. We're really going into the bargain bin for this one. But he jumped into the rush, scored a goal against Vancouver in the 5-1 to one win the other night. Uh, and I think with New Jersey, they've been susceptible to – you know how an odd man rushes? A lot of them are created by defensemen activating and jumping into the rush. New Jersey doesn't pick up those players. They have a real-time, tough time sorting out their coverage when the blue liner is jumping into the play. And Brant Clark is someone that's very capable of doing that. So I think he's live here. 10-1, to 1, Brant Clark, L.A. Kings. Uh, for my bargain bin special uh, of the night. All right, best bets to wrap up the show. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, for best bet, uh, got a lot to choose from, actually. We're going to go with Winnipeg, minus 115. This is a cheap price for a, a good team going up against a bad team, going up against a bad goaltender, in my opinion. I, I like Winnipeg in this spot. Um, so, yeah, laying $1.15. Give me the Jets here as my Sunday best bet. All right, there we go. Uh, Winnipeg Jets, minus 115 against the Buffalo Sabres. Best bet for Alex B. Smith. Connor Mack, great job. What do you like for a best bet? Yeah, I think we all like that Oilers first period. But I'm going to that same game. Give me the under there. I think we get uh, not a ton of goals. So Jets, Sabres, under six. All right, there we go. Winnipeg, Buffalo, under six for uh, Connor Mack with his, excuse me, best bet for this Sunday card. My best bet, the price is great. The spot is great. I think it's a maybe a shell shock, just completely um, catatonic Pittsburgh team rolling in there tonight after that horrible loss last night. And I think Edmonton gets it done. But we're going to go the team total route. Edmonton Oilers team total over three and a half, minus 118 uh, for my best bet here for this Sunday uh, NHL card. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it very much. Uh, and Connor Mack, we'll have him back on on Sundays uh, moving forward here uh, on the Ice Guys show. A great job in his first daily show appearance. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith and Connor Mack, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will be back with you tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys. 